Well, good morning, everyone. You can open up your Bibles to the book of Colossians. We are going to be in Colossians chapter 3 this morning. Now, we are in the midst of a three-week study of union with Christ as it's found in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. Union with Christ is our way of talking about the relationship that Christians have with Jesus Christ, their Savior. To be in union with Christ means that we have been so joined to Him that we have a new identity. We have been forgiven. And we have spiritual life that flows from Him to us. One of the images that Jesus uses to speak of union between Himself and His people is a vine and a branch. You understand, a branch is so joined to the stalk of a tree that all of the life that comes from that stalk flows into the branch. It receives life. It receives nourishment. But if the branch is cut off, there is no life that it has of its own. It must be joined to the tree to receive all that it needs. Union with Christ teaches us that we receive all of our spiritual life from Jesus Christ. So because of this union, whatever Christ does affects us. If He dies, we die. If He lives, we live. If He is blessed, we are blessed. Last week we saw what Jesus did in the past that has blessed us now. He died to sin and so we have died to sin. He obeyed, so we received the reward of His obedience. He rose from the dead, and so now we have spiritual life as new creations. Everything that Jesus does affects us because we are joined to Him. This week, we're going to explore what Jesus is doing right now. What is Jesus doing at this very moment, and how does that affect our life? If we are joined to Him, what He is doing presently affects us presently. So turn your attention now to Colossians chapter 3. We will read verses 1 through 11. This is God's holy word for His people. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its Creator." Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, 
barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. This is God's holy word. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, we pray by your word and your spirit. That in your light we may see light. That in your truth we might find freedom. That though our eyes may be blind to spiritual realities, your spirit might open our eyes and we might see the reality of our union with Christ. It's through him that we do offer these prayers. Amen. This morning, I want to answer three questions in relation to our union with Christ in His present work. Last week, we spoke of our union with Christ in His past work, in His life, death, and resurrection. And this week, we're going to explore our union with Christ in His present work. But what is Christ doing right now? Sometimes we forget the truth that Jesus is still alive. On Easter, we proclaim that He has risen, that He is alive. And if He is alive, that means that He is still living and active and doing things presently. There is a human being named Jesus who is at this very moment working. But what is He doing? So I want to answer these three questions. Where is Jesus? Where are we? And where should our minds be? So the first question. Where is Jesus right now? Well, if you look down at the second half of verse 1, we see very clearly where Jesus is right now. Look at your text. It says, Seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Where is Christ? Well, quite simply, He is at the right hand of God. This phrase, seated at the right hand of God, is an allusion to Psalm 110. And Psalm 110 is the most quoted passage from the Old Testament in the New Testament. Over and over and over again, the authors of the New Testament books go to this psalm. They look to this psalm to tell us something. Why? Well, because it tells us where Jesus is right now. He's no longer on earth. Jesus is not in the grave. He died. He rose. He ascended. And right now he is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. That is where Jesus is right now. But where is that? I'm not sure if saying Jesus is in heaven or that He is at the right hand of God gives us much of a conception of where He actually is. The Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev, while speaking on his country's anti-religious campaign, said, that when Yuri Gagarin, the first man in outer space, was up there, he looked and he looked and he didn't see God. Right? 
Hey, we went up there. We went up into the heavens. And we didn't see God up there. There isn't a throne up in outer space. There's no spaceship that can take you to God. You can travel around our solar system or the galaxy or the universe and never find the throne room of God. And yet... Just as we can search and search and not find Him, we also know that we can run and run and never evade Him. Where shall I go from Your Spirit, David says? Or where shall I flee from Your presence? If I ascend to heaven, You are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, You are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. If modern physics has taught us anything, is that there is much occurring in this world that we do not see and do not understand. This world doesn't run like a mechanical clock. There are forces at work all around us that we do not see, that we cannot detect, but they are there. There are aspects of this creation that remain undiscovered, and there is matter that is invisible to the eye. We are just at the very tip of the iceberg when it comes to discovering this hidden world all around us. This hidden physical world is how our cell phones work, right? We're tapping into an unseen world and making a small portion of it seen and usable. But whether we see it or not, these unseen realities of the world are just as real as the pew that you are sitting in right now. And just as there are unseen physical realities, there are unseen spiritual realities in this world. So where is the right hand of God? It is a place of power. It is a place of authority. In what the Bible calls the heavenly realm. A place that we cannot see. But by the Spirit of Christ we can begin to experience it. A place that while hidden is just as real and just as present as the physical world that we see. So what is Paul saying? He is saying that Christ is in this place. He is ascended to this heavenly realm. And He is working in these unseen spiritual realities. As Psalm 110.1 says, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That is what is occurring in this unseen heavenly realm right now. Jesus is presently conquering and subduing all His and our enemies. He is destroying every rule and every authority and power for He must reign until He has put all His enemies under His feet. So what does it mean that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God It means that there is a heavenly realm, a dimension which we do not see, but is very much present and it affects this world greatly. And in this dimension, there is a battle occurring and Christ is winning it. He is in the place of authority. 
defeating one enemy after another. And the last enemy to be defeated is death. And when that enemy is destroyed, the end will come. And Paul is saying to us, set your minds on that reality. Set your mind upon the fact that Jesus Christ is ruling and that He is winning. We can become so discouraged by the brokenness in our lives or the brokenness that we see in this world that we think Christ is losing. We see natural disasters. We see terrorist acts. And we believe there is no hope. We encounter racism and bigotry. And we believe this world will never change. But Christ is risen. Christ is in charge. And while the world cannot see it, and while the natural realm, we cannot perceive it, Christ is currently working to bring all in submission to His rule. Now people will pay a lot of money to have influence with a president or a congressman. And people get excited when they meet the governor or even the mayor. Lobby groups are designed to gain influence over people in charge so that they can get their agenda put in place. But you, Christian, you have been united with Christ by faith. You are with the King. You have access to the throne of heaven and He is ruling in your favor. If you set your mind there, beloved, how can you have any fear? If you set your mind there, elect of Christ, how can you have any anxiety? If you set your mind there, how can you have anything but hope for the future and joy in the present? Where is Christ? He is seated at the right hand of God, subduing all powers to Himself. That is where Christ is. The right hand of God. So then the next question is, well, where are you? You say to me, well, what do you mean where am I? I'm right here. I'm sitting in church at Rivermont Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Where are you? But often things are not always as straightforward as they may seem. Look at verse 3. It says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have died. Now, we talked about that last week because you're joined to Christ. When he died, you died. And now presently, at this moment, your life is hidden With Christ in God. Paul makes this even more explicit in the book of Ephesians when he says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with Him. And now listen, where are we right now? And seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where are we? Well, while we remain on earth in some real fashion... Those who are in Christ have been raised up and we are presently seated with Christ in His place of heavenly power and authority. 
Now we must remember this is hidden. It's not seen with the natural eye. It is not a reality that we experience with our earthly senses. But rather by faith we perceive what is unseen. By hearing the Word of God with faith, we see what is spiritually real. Now is in a mirror dimly, but one day face to face. You have been united to Christ by faith, and your life is hidden with Him. The world can't see it, but you can because you have believed the Gospel and you have received the Holy Spirit. You've been given eyes to see what the rest of the world is blind to. Namely, that you are with Christ in the heavenly realm even now. And though we remain on earth, the Holy Spirit takes things that are separated by space and time and He unites them together so that we are truly with Christ upon His throne of power and authority. So set your mind on these things. The things that are above. That doesn't mean look up. We're not talking about the physical direction of your eyesight. What we mean is that we are to seek to see by faith the reality that Christ is in charge and by nature of our union with Him, we too are seated with Him in the heavenly realm. That is where our life resides. And yet, we continue to seek our life in the things that are below. We tie it to our bank account, believing that the more money we have, the more life we have. We think our life is hidden in our children or our physical health. We think life is vacations or entertainment. We each can find ourselves making little gods out of these blessings, but in the end, all those things will pass away. And the only things that will be left are those which are in the hidden realm, which we call heaven. If your life is not there, then you have no life. But we believe that we have been joined to Christ. And though we cannot see it presently, It is in Him that our life exists. That is where we are right now. Because we are united to Christ, our life is in Christ Jesus. So, Christ is in heaven. Your life is in heaven. And that means that we must set our minds in heaven. Look at verse 2 of your text. It's what Paul says. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Where are we to set our minds? In heaven. So how do we do that? How do we set our minds on things that are above? Well, there are many ways that we could speak of this. But I want to point out two for us. First, we need to set our minds on the things in heaven by reminding ourselves of where we truly are. You see, it takes eyes of faith to see the reality of where we are. We need to be reminded of this truth from God's Word. 
And so I encourage you, take this verse, put it on an index card or a sticky note and keep it close by. Or better yet, even memorize this verse, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Remind yourself of this fact throughout the day. When you are at work, remember, I am hidden in Christ. When you're walking down the hall or you're studying for school, when you're at home in bed, think about it. Remember it. Know that it is true. I have died and right now the Holy Spirit is uniting me to Christ. Put down your phone. Turn off the TV. Don't turn on the radio when you get into the car. And in the midst of the silence, listen to God's Word and faith that is telling you, you are seated with Christ. It's an unseen reality. So we have to take time to pause and by the Spirit see it. And especially... Meditate on this truth as you come in to worship the Lord. I understand that there are aspects of our worship service that seem a little unfamiliar. They seem like they're foreign. They're strange. Well, this is no coincidence. For what you find in worship should be different from what you find in the world. Because we're not setting our minds upon the things of this world. We are setting our minds upon the things of Christ. It should seem different because we're coming together, united in Christ, entering into a corporate and outward expression of a hidden spiritual reality. Namely, that our life is not here, but we are seated with Christ in heaven. And so our service is meant to reveal to you a different world. It's meant to pull back the curtain and let you see the truth that Christ is King. And all who come to Him in faith have life. Secondly, if we are to set our minds above, we have to stop setting our minds on things below. If you are presently seated with Christ in the heavenly realm, above all rule and authority, that should change the way that you interact with this world. It means that you no longer have to submit to any authority or power that is antithetical to the gospel. What do I mean by that? Well, first, Jesus does tell us that we are to submit to earthly authority. We are to submit to our parents, our teachers, our elders, our governors, our presidents, etc. And yet, because we are on the throne of heaven with the king of the universe, we submit in reverence and obedience because of Christ. We submit to honor him. And so because we are seated with Christ, because we are on the throne of heaven and submit to him, we need no longer submit to systems, laws, cultures, societal patterns, religious philosophies that do not honor Christ nor reflect our heavenly citizenship. We do not have to submit to the worldly patterns of idolatry, poverty, abortion, elitism, 
atheism, materialism, consumerism, addiction, nationalism, or racism, all those patterns of this world that seek to control the way that we live, we do not have to submit to them any longer. We are free from them. And we are free to seek justice and to seek life for this world. Don't submit yourself any longer, Paul says, to the elemental spirits of the world. You are free in Christ. You are above them. Do not submit yourself any longer to them. But walk in the freedom that Christ has given you. You see, this is not our kingdom. But our kingdom is above with Christ. Your life is not here. It is in Christ. So set your mind above and know this truth. So where is Christ? He is at the right hand of God reigning over all creation. Where are you? You are united to Him and seated upon the throne with Him. So where should our minds be? They must be set upon this truth that our life is not here, but it is hidden. It is protected. It is kept safe for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go now to the Lord, asking that He would open our eyes to see the truth of His Word. Father God, we come to You now in this time. And we confess that this is a hard reality for us to accept. That we are seated with Christ. We pray, O Lord, that You would give us eyes to see this reality. Enlighten the souls of us sinners to a full understanding of what has been spoken. That we may not only hear these spiritual words, but we might believe them and we might act in accordance with them. Following in faith a life of holiness and grace. Knowing that we are more than conquerors. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.